Let us pray. God of our forebears who lived with welcome and exclusion, yet paved the way for our being in this place today. Help us to give up complacency, truly love one another, and hunger and thirst after righteousness. In this time of great division, may your bread of heaven and cup of salvation call us to the table as one and feed our souls with peace and unspeakable joy. In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Good morning, St. Luke's. Common and unclean, those people. Common and unclean, immigrants. Common and unclean, dark skin. Common and unclean, women. Common and unclean, non-heterosexuals. Common and unclean, the infirmed and incarcerated. Common and unclean, Catholics. Common and unclean, Protestants. Common and unclean, Republican, Democrat, young, old. Common and unclean, the poor. Common and unclean. Throughout time, humans have found a way to view our differences as deficits, as flaws, as markings to define the other as inferior. Such castings and castigations have given us wars, heartache, and suffering to this day. In fact, writers in both Testaments of the Bible claimed God as being on their side as they waged warfare on and denigration of the other. Our growing lack of respect for life that has entered this world and our growing acceptance of mass shootings as normal such as the one in Buffalo that left 10 dead and 20 shot in Milwaukee yesterday, point to a chilling sign as to just how unwell we are as a country. And just as the Puritans left persecution only to exercise the same persecution and even death to others, in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, no marginalized group can claim that they have not imposed the same domination upon others in this vicious cycle of demonizing the other as common and unclean. In our own church history, one does not have to look far to see centuries of the Anglican Protestant Episcopal Church's practice of slavery and segregation that rendered black people as common and unclean without voice and vote in this same church. 
And just to underscore how ridiculous it is to deem the other as bad, we probably have some left-handed folks here with us. And all of you who are sitting here left-handed were thought to be wicked during the Middle Ages. Some of you may remember this prejudice as kids. This coercion to be right-handed that sent trauma to kids, rulers being hit across the left hands, and scissors catered to right-handedness. My left-handed brother still believes that he would have produced beautiful, nicely cut art pieces in kindergarten and first grade if not for those colorful word right-handed scissors. In our first reading from the book of Acts, we find Peter being confronted by a select group of Christian insiders, offended that he would eat with those Gentiles. The distinction being that these first Christian men were circumcised as part of their Jewish faith tradition, and Peter had ventured among uncircumcised Gentiles so that they could receive the word of God. He is spreading the gospel to Gentiles and they have converted to this budding Jesus movement that will soon identify them as Christians. And Peter is being called to the principal's office to meet before a council of sorts because he is eating with Gentiles. Isn't this story familiar? Did they forget about the one who was ridiculed for eating with sinners, common and unclean people? But Peter is ready for them because he tells them about this vision. And this is the best defense. When you say that I had a vision or that God or the Spirit told you something, who can argue against that? Peter is in the city of Joppa, or today we know it as Jaffa, a port city on the Mediterranean coast northwest of Jerusalem. And he has this powerful vision where he feels that God offers him a metaphor to move beyond a view of Gentiles as common and unclean. Peter shares what God showed him. In this vision, Peter is shown quite the spread. And then this voice of God tells him to kill and eat these animals. Peter says, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has entered my mouth. And here is the crux of it all. What God has cleansed, you must not call common or unclean, as the King James Version states, writes it, phrases it. Peter shares about a breakthrough in this moment. In this transformative moment, a barrier is broken. The Gentiles, who are being considered common and unclean, experience this Holy Spirit descending on them as Peter and others experienced when the Holy Spirit descended on them. 
Peter witnesses this moment and he says it to these resistant brothers. If God gave them this gift of the Holy Spirit as he gave us, then who am I to stand in the way of God at work? When God is working in our lives and others, who are we to stand in the way? We are the church followers of Jesus the Christ who constantly extended himself beyond his silo, beyond his echo chamber, and showed love to everyone as he requires of us in the gospel reading. Jesus broke those barriers by his radical practice of speaking to and engaging a Samaritan woman in John 4, a tax collector in Matthew 9, and touching and healing a man with leprosy considered unclean in Mark 1. Jesus offers us an example of how to live day by day. Can we be like Peter and move beyond those just like us? It takes our faith and courage to move beyond our worlds that can see otherness as common and unclean. In my first five years as an Episcopal seminary professor at Seabury Western in the Chicago area, I directed a college program for students considering social and ordained ministry. In this program, all students were assigned a visit with me to the Joliet Correctional Center in Joliet, Illinois. While students were encouraged to have a broad conversation with the inmates that may include spiritual matters, I designed the encounter so that inmates got to ask the students questions and initiate the conversation. Students got to hear the regrets of the inmates for what they had done and their feelings about what they would do differently. The care about their families, their hopes and dreams that may or may not be realized. The students witnessed these men as broken and flawed, yet fellow human beings, several with the Spirit, like Peter's Gentiles, as opposed to simply seeing them as common and unclean. In this respect, I invite you to hear God's voice and become a part of the good work of lawmakers last year in passing the Second Chance Law. And this law being passed, it assists those formerly incarcerated in forging a new life by removing certain misdemeanor and felony convictions from their criminal records and supporting employers who hire those with expunged records. We live 
in that space here at St. Luke's. This is the work of helping those often considered common and unclean in their struggle to live anew, to live productive lives for the common good. For the God we serve gives second chances. Just as we have been forgiven and given second chances in our lives, we ought to do the same because we are called to discern and offer that gift to others. For if our faith means anything, we will not settle for a society resigned to gun violence, institutions that are punitive instead of rehabilitative, a fear of the other as an unclean enemy and laws that disrespect our personhood, but will elect political leaders with integrity and those committed to enacting laws that respect the human dignity of all people and the peace and equal justice for all, foundation in our baptismal covenant and country. For if we believe in a real and loving God, our God has everything to do with how laws affect our daily lives. Voting this year is a spiritual act of care for ourselves and the human beings around us for whom we say we care. I understand that John saw this new heaven and a new earth that beloved community that God calls us to be co-creators. We continue in building that community that has been worked on through time. The work of our ancestors who resisted seeing some as common and unclean, but like Peter, they had a vision. They worked for a world that they did not see, but they believed in a new earth when there would be an openness to God's cleansing power through the Holy Spirit and not restrict who God will anoint, use, and have lead. This is why I can stand here in this pulpit as a black gay priest of this church in a pulpit that was not made with me in mind. But we can rejoice in this new earth this is what John envisioned. This is what Peter saw. This is what happened in Judea. This is the God I know. It does not matter who you are. You are neither common nor unclean, but you are uncommon and clean because Jesus offers the new life. Now we can stand before God and our fellow human beings in, made in the image of God and say that we are wonderfully made so we can be hopeful today that God gives us the vision and power to love and come together in that community, the new Jerusalem, the new earth that is uncommon and clean.